This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Another 80th anniversary episode for the boy wonder? What guest do you call upon? What topic will they choose? Commentary track? Hysterical laughter with podcast chatter? Everyone loves Batman 66. Stay tuned. The best is yet to come. You don't like the Drake. I hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. You like the Drake? I love the Drake. This is Cam Bowen, voice of Tim Drake on Young Justice, and you're listening to Everyone Loves the Drake. Holy hole in a donut! Hi, this is James Tynan IV, and I love the Drake. Holy Merlin Magician! This is George Perez, and everybody likes the Drake, especially the cakes. Hi, this is Mark Wolfman, and everyone loves the Drake. Good for them. Love the Drake. Got to love the Drake. I'm impressed. What can I say? I'm irresistible. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Robin. Everyone loves the Drake comic podcast. I'm your host. Welcome to episode... And Rob doesn't know what episode number this is because he's done a lot of these 80th anniversary shows all out of sequence. So this could be 118, 119, 120. It's just an episode of The Drake. There. There we go. This show is brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin, who, of course, is celebrating 80 years and why this was a great idea at first. Now I'm doing a lot of juggling. This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network. And speaking of networks, we're also associated with Batman on Films Podcast Network at BatmanPodcastNetwork.com. So you can get a hold of us through the Batman Universe, our primary site, and, of course, Batman on Film. And a new thing that we have that I mentioned on Young Justice a little while ago in our long recording was we have a Blogspot page that I'm now four episodes behind, but I'm going to get off my butt soon. But you can uh, read what I have posted so far at everyonelovesadrake.blogspot.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, but primarily on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. So for this one, this is part of our 80th anniversary special for Robin. And this one is a really cool episode. And I was, I was just thinking when Terrence and Ryan and I put this promo together of all the different you know things that people could pick. Like nobody had picked this for the longest time, and I'm like, really? Nobody's nobody's going to want to do a commentary track? Okay, so we're doing a commentary track. So when our guest that we're going to introduce here in just a second picked this, I was like over the moon. It's like, do you mind if we do this? I'm like, dude, I don't care what episode, what season. It's just going to be fun to. A, not have to do a whole lot of homework for an episode, but B, it's 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 Batman. What's not to like? But before we introduce our guest, we do have a Drake on the episode. Ryan, how are you doing tonight, sir? I am doing fantastic, and I'm so excited to just jump on this and jump into the the surf. <laughs> Ooh, get your get your boards out, folks. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> and speaking of jumping on, like you literally jumped on, like what? two minutes ago yeah. two minutes ago yeah yeah you did like that classic and- uh podcaster thing where you're like hey uh, we're we're gonna record a show in like five minutes can you 
do you have all this stuff? Have you seen this show? Do you know what we're doing? And can you jump on and do a commentary? And I was like, actually, yeah, <laughs> kind of like, kind of like that. One of when sometimes I recruit you for a BOF show. Both both of you guys for BOF shows. I'm just like like for the Batman Ninja commentary. I was like, hey Rob, we're going to do Batman Ninja. You, are you down? And You're that like, was at like eleven o'clock. I just happened to get up, <laughs> go to the bathroom, like ah, oh, check yeah, my phone, right place, and right I time. Down, and Ryan's like, hey, you want to get on? I'm like, oh. When I can finish here, sure. <laughs> so, without bearing the lead, from the other Everyone Loves podcast, my other podcasting partner, Jay Oz, is returning to Everyone Loves the Drake. So, we got a nice little like trifecta going on here. Jay's been on the Drake solo, but he's also been on Batman on film with Ryan. So now to put all of us, like I don't think all three of us have been on an episode together, but we've each been on like BOF at, at different Mm -hmm. times. Like Ryan's been the constant with the two of us. So that the three of us can be on this is uh, actually pretty cool. I'm the constant and you two guys are the variables. That's right. So Jay, uh, (laughs) welcome uh, back to the Drake. It it feels really weird to welcome a a podcasting co-host that you and I literally just did something for the other show like two minutes ago. So what's up, Jay? Hey, yeah. No, no. um, To to Ryan's point, uh, I was on the uh, Batman on Film review episode of Detective Comics 1000, Mm -hmm. and he DM'd me on Twitter as I was about to jump in the shower. (laughs) So, I just catch y'all doing, you know, bathroom stuff, apparently. So so it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to be on it, but I'm hopping in the shower. So can you wait like 20 minutes? And then, yeah, uh, jumped on there with uh, you. I think it was Pete Vera. And who else is on that? I don't know. Me, it, it was a couple the of other, uh, Ryan Lauer. Yeah. Ryan Lauer was on there. Yeah. yeah I, I, felt I, like I lower. Yes. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh, butcher his last name and say it was lower spelled like flower. So, um, <laughs> but no, uh, good good conversation, mm-hmm. good times, and everything. So yeah, glad uh, that Rob extended the invitation for me to uh, be on one of these uh, Robin 80th episodes, and uh, I'm really excited to uh, discuss what uh, my my uh, my magic pick here tonight. <laughs> Yeah, but before we get to magic pick, like I do with most of the guests on here, and uh, Ryan, I, Ryan's like, here, here's how the eighty of the show goes. Ready? Fo- follow my lead. So I just wanted to ask, like, since this is the eightieth anniversary, Robin, there's only one correct answer. Who is your favorite, Robin? But we on this show, we will. Is. <laughs> yeah, on this show, but we we will take alternate answers. But seriously, uh, like who is your who is your favorite Robin? Let's let's get that out of the way. It doesn't no, have to well, be Tim, well, but it well and be. truly, Tim Drake is my favorite Robin. Um, I I I think I've said it on you know this show too. But you know, in case you forgot about it from like last year or whenever that was, uh, when I started getting into comics, really into comics, Tim was Robin, was you know already knee-deep in the solo series that you guys have been covering. In fact, uh, Legacy, which is you know one of the most recent episodes you guys did, that mm-hmm. was one of the first like big Batman stories I ever read. So that's uh, kind of from right at the very beginning of my love of comics and Tim as Robin in particular. But no, I just... Uh, Tim Drake, I love uh, his personality and, you know, his his solo stories as Robin. I mean, he was a Robin that proved that, you know, a quote-unquote sidekick character could be a lead of their own series and carry it on their own, which was great. I mean, even as Robin himself, he is the, the boy wonder who set out to prove why Batman needed a partner, completely sold that concept and idea. And um, it may have been a pretty hard sell, especially back in the day. Tim has well and truly become his own character, even if he's using a shared moniker with other characters. He's definitely put his stamp on the Robin mantle himself. And uh, I, I just love just love the character of Tim. Cool. Now, a different varying question, depending on how many times I've asked this <laughs> in today's day and age, like is the need for a Robin still there? Like everybody likes their Batman, you know, grim and solo. But I, I always joke like for as solo as Batman, uh, people like Batman to be, he sure has one of the largest families yeah. <laughs> in DC. Do you still think there's still a need for a Batman and a Robin or have the two kind of like 
branched out far enough that they don't necessarily need to be together anymore? Or it, is it important for them to be together? I mean, they're, they're I mean, I like reading solo Batman stories. Uh, like I just said, I like reading solo Robin stories uh, mm-hmm. because Tim has proven that he can carry his own title dick as he's become you know nightwing and leader of you know teen titans over the years and all sorts of things he can carry his own stories and everything so i like reading you know solo stories with them i mean batman and robin is like one of you know the the most recognizable like duos like one of the most recognizable institutions in pop culture uh, you know, I mean, if if you have somebody try to complete a phrase and you say <laughs> Batman and they're going to say Robin, they know what you're talking about. And I mean, even even with the whole, you know, Batman works best as a solo character. He was a solo character for 11 months before Robin was <laughs> right. introduced. So he really wasn't a solo character for very long. And even then, you know, he was still working with like Commissioner Gordon and everything. So he still had a supporting cast that you know, has endured to this day. I mean, again, I like, I like reading, you know, I mean, just, just good stories featuring any character, but I do, I do think there is something special there in good chemistry between Batman and Robin with the right writers, of course, but uh, also just, uh, I mean, when, when I started getting into all these characters and everything, the, uh, the episodes of like Batman, the animated series that would come on, the ones that would get me most excited were the ones with Robin in it just because it made it special when he, because he wasn't in all of them. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and it, it made it, it definitely made it special and it made it just, uh, you know, just a different, I mean, dynamic there with the dynamic duo. It's, it's just really interesting and fun just seeing how Batman responds to another character who's there with him fighting crime with him and then just letting him, you know, play off of somebody else because, you know, one of the reasons that Robin was created was pretty much to, you know, give Batman someone to talk to. I mean, there were a bunch of other reasons, but that's one of the, uh, if not apocryphal reasons, it, you know, makes complete sense. You know, it's just fun seeing Batman interact with other characters and Robin has been one of those mainstays for 80 years now. Well, one of the, before we get to your pick, the last question with the 80 years is, why has Robin been able to last for 80 years? I mean, Batman's one year up on him at 81. You know, you've got Batman and Wonder Woman and Robin and the Joker, like these big characters that have lasted more than the flash in the pan. What has made Robin last as long as he has? I do think that a lot of it is like at the time when Robin was introduced and then going into, um, you know, times when, you know, with the comics code and everything that Robin was almost a necessity that certainly played into it, you know, in making, you know, comics for kids and making sure that they're kid friendly and don't, you know, break a bunch of silly rules and everything. Having a character like that certainly helped that he was the first one and has become the template. But even from the beginning, had a personality of his own and, you know, felt like a character of his own. But kind of going into uh, what we're going to talk about in a little bit for the medium that I picked here, I think the fact that Robin has been present in other mediums besides comics over the years, uh, pretty much since, you know, the 40s, when they would start, you know, making movie serials, radio shows, even, you know, books and games and things like that. The fact that Robin has been a part of the uh, the conversation in things other than comics has, has, you know, definitely helped him endure as a character for eight decades now. Excellent. Well, I don't want to bury the lead anymore, and Ryan hasn't said anything in a while, so we've got to get Ryan, uh-huh. talk, Ryan talking here. Huh? He's here. So I want to know why I'm so glad you chose what you chose. So why don't you tell everybody why you chose <laughs> yeah. this particular medium, and we've kind of said... Having said okay. everything that we've just said, now explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, now, now, yeah, now explain yourself. So we're going to be doing a commentary track, and Jay, why don't you tell us what we will be uh, watching this evening? We will be watching an episode of the 60s Batman television series, starring Adam West and Burt Ward, of course, as Batman and Robin, respectively. The episode that I picked 
is possibly the finest half hour of television oh, that has Jay? ever been Jay. broadcast Jay. in the history Jay. I had of one, anything. I had one note on, on I wrote down for this show to on this podcast to mention and and me and and it was my goal to to bring this up and you just ripped it right out of my mouth. I was going to say I do believe this is probably one of the finest episodes of television ever produced. <laughs> well, it, it's I mean, we're on the same knowledge. page. It, it's common knowledge. I mean, if you've seen this episode, you know. I, and and if I think you know, it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know. I want to ask Rob why he wanted me to come on this show, but honestly, I literally have watched this episode twice within the past week not even knowing that i was going to be asked to be on this show <laughs> so it's very serendipitous and i do think that even before happy days i think this 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 episode should have invented um the term jumping the shark but. to the shark <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i mean to to uh put a somewhat serious you know, note on it the reason i wanted to pick something from the 60s batman show is like a lot of people this was probably if not my first exposure to batman and robin it was one of the mm, first things mm-hmm. that i ever saw mm-hmm. you know and it, um, i mean we're all i mean varying ages here but at least somewhat in that uh born within that time frame where you know we would at least know what you know the adam west burt ward 60s batman mm-hmm. show was mm-hmm. uh growing up through like syndication you know seeing it in reruns just uh even catchphrases like you know holy whatever you know batman just people and oh, yeah. repeating yeah. that it was just something that was a lot of people's first exposure to batman it uh saved batman from cancellation in the 60s even though it uh had been kind of a you know, you could say even a black eye on the character in some people's, you know, perception over the decades. It's definitely had a resurgence and renaissance where people realize the have finally realized the brilliance of the show. Right. And uh, it's not the only show in town. Like it's one of the many varying interpretations of Batman we have that sits alongside everything else that's going on right now. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, it's just another flavor of Batman. I chose this because, uh, like Rob was kind of hinting at is, um, you know, there were a lot of other stories, other, other movies, comics, whatever that I could have picked, but I, you know, was thinking, uh, somebody else has probably picked that. But then I thought, you know, what about Batman 66? Like I've said several times now, it's a lot of people's first exposure to Batman. It's become a, you know, staple of the character since, you know, it was on the air. And for better or worse, it's always been a part of the conversation, even to the point that a lot of Batman media and stories were reactionary towards it. Uh, it was still influential in that way because, you know, if we didn't have Batman punching a day glow joker with pow coming out of out of his head or whatever we probably wouldn't have something like uh you know the dark knight returns you know year one maybe even you know the comics in the 70s like strange apparitions and the Mm, certainly wouldn't have the uh denny o'neill and neil adams stories that uh again were kind of reactionary towards it wanting to make the character yeah, right. take the character seriously again. Well, yeah, and we uh, saw it repeated on film too. When you get, get to the Burton into the Schumacher movies, and then as a mm-hmm. semi reaction to that, years later we get the, the Nolan trilogy. You know, like it, it's exactly. a cyclical so, thing. So it's, I mean, it's influential in you know many ways, introducing people to the character, but also inspiring people to make things that are not it even though it does what it does, you know, perfectly, because this is not supposed to be the serious take on Batman. We were all talking, we have, you know, that big, awesome deluxe box set of it. And, uh, you know, there's like the little booklet in there of, uh, uh, you know, Adam West memories and everything. And uh, he wrote a foreword to it about, you know, his feelings on the show. And uh, I don't have it offhand. It's it's in my I remember being Batman. yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, he he said that we knew the show was silly, but yeah. we didn't play it that way because kids didn't think it was silly. They thought it was, you know, the most serious thing on earth. You know, our he Batman right. and Robin I actually did. going yeah. to escape from this death trap. So the fact that they played that it that way has helped it, you know, stand the test of time. And even though 
many aspects of it are still dated. I mean, it's very much a 60s show and a product of its time, but it still holds up that you can watch it without, you know, feeling like it's it's a drag or anything or feeling like any of the jokes or anything are necessarily of their time is because they played it straight. And that makes it even funnier when you realize, you know, it's a joke, which makes an episode like the one that we're going to watch here all the funnier because they're playing it like it's the most serious thing on earth, which is hilarious. Yeah. It, to answer Ryan's question, I, I want to say it's probably in a Drake episode way back when. I think when we all got these box sets, I want to say that I subconsciously remember a conversation with you talking about this episode. Ah. So in, in the mix of what I've got going on in my home life and like, oh, I want to see if Ryan, because I've done these 80th episodes without Terrence and Ryan, not on purpose. It's just, it hasn't worked out because like, as you know, Ryan knows and Jay, when you have somebody on, you're kind of at the, you know, when the guest says, Hey, I can do the show kind of at this time. Yeah, it's like, the whole point. I've done, I've done a couple of these on like a, a day off or something like that. I'm like, both Terrence and Ryan are working or know that they had something going on. So when I sat down, I looked at the clock and went, Hey, this is when Ryan probably he's on a BOF podcast. So I almost did. I almost didn't send it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, cause I would love <laughs> to have, to have, to have three of us, you know, talking yeah. about this. Cause in the back of my mind, I'm like, I think he likes this episode for some reason. And I, I can't remember why. So when you said yes, I was like, sweet. So well, yeah. that was the reason. Yeah. So like, you know, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's very serendipitous because I literally have rewatched this, this specific episode like twice in the last week. And, and since this whole pandemic started, you know, a few years ago when, I, when this box set came out, I started to do a full series watch or rewatch because, Same you know, when this, as a kid, I had only ever really seen the movie and whichever episodes I saw as a kid or, and then whichever ones I had seen in reruns. So very sporadic, very, you know, not in order, season one, season three, season two, like mm-hmm. there, and there were plenty of, there were so many episodes I had just never seen before. So a few years ago I started to rewatch, didn't finish it, but now with the pandemic and everything, uh, I, I, a few months ago, whenever that was, I started, I started the series from the beginning and, um, and I have like, if you look back on my Twitter at some point, I've got like a, a an ongoing, um, tweet thread that goes through my general thoughts on certain episodes and the series in general but a couple of weeks ago i did finish a complete series rewatch so nice. so i'm like it's i'm perfectly suited to, to talk about this because <laughs> i've i've actually watched the entire series recently and i have watched this episode a couple of times already so <laughs> so i'm ready I'm in. I'm in the middle of season two. I done the same thing. Once they got the DVD or the Blu-rays or whatever, and the you know beautiful box set. I, of course, I went to all the bonus yeah. stuff first, and then started going through. And you know, life happened, and for a reason, I didn't stop. But I put the you know little bookmark in there to know. Oh, I'm on disc you know three of season two. Mm-hmm. So I've recently restarted. So jumping ahead to disc you know to season three i'm like oh i haven't seen a season three yet but i vividly remember being at my aunts and uncles and watching this Mm -hmm. and hearing my uncle go oh look at that batman knows how to knows how to surf and i was like yeah victory is in the preparation uncle (laughs) (laughs) that's right so the three of us are watching this on Voodoo, and I just want to say that off mic we had a conversation like, okay, how all three of us watching this? And I think for a while I'm like, ah, I don't need digital code, so I wasn't using them. So at some point I like woke up and went, you know, we're we're on trips going somewhere. There's nothing on the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, if I had digital codes, we could be watching, <laughs> you know, movies or something in the hotel and not paying $25 to watch a movie, you know, or, or whatever. So I started digging all my digital codes out and I forgot that this had one in it. So preparing for the show, I was like, my computer is old enough that it doesn't have a Blu-ray player, just has a regular CD-ROM. And I'm like, how am I going to watch this? Like, oh, it's got to be on DC Universe. Nope, it's not on DC Universe. And I'm like, a box set like this should have a code, so I'm digging to the bottom of it, 
wouldn't you know it, there's the code, and I pull the code out, and it says, must redeem code by 11-11-17. And I went, son of a gun. I don't think this is going to work. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'll go get the laptop, and I'll make a makeshift spot on the computer desk and have a two-screen thing going on here. And I thought, oh, what the heck, I'm just going to put it in. And then two seconds later, it's like, your Voodoo account's been updated. I'm like, seriously? (laughs) That is awesome. So it's nice that I can see it this way. So I think, Ryan, you had something similar, too. You didn't use your code. I didn't use it for years. And then, uh, you know, uh, during this rewatch, I was like, you know what? I've got this box set out, and I'm definitely going to watch the discs, but maybe, maybe the code would still work. And sure enough, it did. And I don't know when this I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but since DC Fandom is this weekend, peek behind the curtain, oh, yeah. there is like a sale on Voodoo. Like the whole series is on sale for like 30, oh, 30 yeah. bucks or 20 something. Bucks, yeah, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. And I almost just thought, oh, screw it. I'll just buy it digitally. <laughs> that's fine. And that's what made me go, I'm not spending 20 bucks. I've got this. I've got the stinking discs. You know, I've got a piece of paper here. Please let it work. So the bat gods were listening, and yeah. it's working. So that's how the three of us are watching it. I'm currently, I've got it paused. Have we said what want... episode we're actually watching? Oh, tonight? no, we haven't. Jay, what episode? Jeez, I'm getting oh, out of the I, show. Because I, I really I want to watch this. I don't remember. I thought I, thought, I, thought I did, but if Maybe not, we are watching uh, season three, episode 10, Surf's Up, Joker's Under. Oh, like I said, if you know, you know. And if oh, you yes. don't, you're going to know. Because this episode is just just the essence of this television show boiled down into 25 yes. minutes and 9 seconds, according to the Voodoo mm-hmm. timestamp. It is. It's an episode so memorable that, the, that when they made the action figure line, they made a couple of figures specifically ripped out of this episode. I have the Funko Pops of Batman. Oh my gosh, there's the Funko too. Oh, surfboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, Batman and the Joker uh, from the the Mattel line, and they're sitting proudly on the shelf. I'm looking at them right now. Like Batman's got a surfboard, and it's just it's awesome. And and to think, like it took years, decades for this to come out. So uh, what a great way to celebrate Batman's 80th and now Robin's 80th. So. Yeah. Let's let's get into this. So I'm at the timestamp of one zero 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 one. So we'll count down to three, one, two, three, then press play. So that's how we're gonna do it. Okay. So if you don't have your Blu-rays handy or your Voodoo counter, however you're watching it, pause the show real quick, get lined up to at least to my one second. I don't know where everybody else is. I'm at but zero all the way. All right. That's me. So here we go. Three Ah, uh, one, two, three, play. Batman right. in, in color. Now, season three, there's a few things that make season three interesting, and that is, one, they introduce Batgirl. Batgirl's in every episode. Mm-hmm. Number two, the episodes, most of them, have been, uh, instead of the two-part cliffhangers, they are all pretty much, you know, one episode self-contained stories, for the most part. And three... I just lied because what they do is that each episode actually has continuity. Like once the main story gets over, they'll do like a little tease of who the next villain is. And so if you watch a couple episodes before this, I think um, like technically this episode takes place like right after this last, you know, the last villain. So it's like, man, if you watch them in order, you're like, man, Batman's had a long day. <laughs> yeah. So. And also the uh, budget was pretty much. And, oh, that's the other gone. thing. The yeah, budget, yeah. the budget for season three was slashed. So it's all the more interesting that I think this, this episode is one of the mo- the more um, impressive, impressively budgeted episodes of, of season three. Like it, they, they do out of the ordinary things in this one. Like they don't like go to a the, hot dog phone, <laughs> like a hot dog. Yeah. Like that. But you know, there's like, um, they're at, on a location. They're at the beach. Like they're not just using the Batcave stuff only or whatever. But uh, but yeah, here's the big the big um, dark room that they just in every episode in season three they just transform it into something. And you actually see it at the end of season two. There's a Joker episode where they just have like a big empty room where they just put props in it, and that just turns into whatever that that week's hideout is or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so Joker's brilliant plan this time. Which we will, you know, find out. So I won't spoil it completely. But he wants this uh, um, surfboard maker out of the picture, 
so that he himself can become the uh, king of the beach, which is <laughs> just absolutely incredible. Well, I see here in a second he's going to say like he's going to say his plan. His plan: I'm going to rule the beach and then the world. Like it is. This whole episode literally is like takes Batman sixty six to a microcosm, and it's it's almost like it knows it's in on the joke of what the show's jokes are. Like it, it's it's almost a meta commentary on tropes that the show has done for the past two and a half seasons or whatever but it's not mean-spirited it's not talking down it's still just everybody having a jolly good time because of how goofy and silly it is mm-hmm. now I, I explain skip parker's look here is this like a 60s surfboard look with like the holes in the shirt i don't understand that <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he uh, ran a foul and the gas or something. I don't know. The the magical colored gas that knocks people yeah. out. That's a trope you see a whole lot in season one, and it kind of you don't see it as much, and then mm-hmm. you know you see it here in season so, three. So that so there's the Joker's brilliant plan is he is going to kidnap Skip here and transfer his surf talent into his own brain, so that yes, he can rule the waves <laughs> and then the world. So good. I, I, I just got to say that my wife is a huge fan of the Golden Girls. So you're wondering where this is going to go. Well, um, and I, right now I'm completely blanking. Joker, um, real actor. Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero. Yeah. Cesar, oh, my gosh. Cesar Romero. So I'm watching the Golden oh, Girls. Oh, do you see the Mad Hatter? Uh, yeah. Well, no. Uh, watch. Oh, you, in the uh, intro here. Oh no! Like on the gold, I'm trying to yeah. jump the gun here, but like um, one of the Golden Girls' fathers uh, was played by the guy that plays the Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter. Yeah. Well, Sophia is going out on a date, and who <gasps> does she go on a date with? Caesar Romero. Caesar Romero. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's Caesar Romero. And at one point, he laughs during the episode. Oh my like, gosh! Holy, holy crap! That's a Joker. So, and his mustache is exactly the same. So. I just, I had to throw a little Golden Girls reference did, in this. Did, uh, did either of you guys read the uh, Batman 66 uh, comic series? Oh, yes. yes. I've got the omnibus yeah. on my shelf. Oh, yeah. Me, me too. I love that the very last issue was pretty much the story of the opening credits. Uh, was, I have not awesome read it, though. I've read, like, I read it. I read a bunch when it was digital first and then kind of stopped like halfway through. So I got a lot left to read. Bruce is really... Uh, uh, going with that uh that red sweater look to match the bat phone there yeah i love chief o'hara so much surfboard is red hot dog (laughs) vanish too (laughs) (laughs) and i just gotta say as a kid watching this i didn't know what it was about yvonne craig but i loved yvonne (laughs) i know what it was come on (laughs) yeah i know exactly what it was (laughs) I love I love the back and I love that they oh, yeah. were able to use you know stock footage right that they shot for the movie and just throw it into episodes like this totally tell that's not Burt Ward it's not Burt Ward it's not Adam West <laughs> and the writing the writing is they've like because they can't show it because it's just stock footage right so like in the right, writing right. they build it in let's park it over there and this is why you're not going to see it in actuality because we don't really can't afford to have it on the beach <laughs> you know like it's, uh, it's a good look uh, for and Martin I love this to yeah gordon and o'hara have disguises and code names and yeah. they, they get to not wear their normal attire like it's a very interesting episode because it does break the mold of a lot of your their normal batman 66 tropes it would have been funny if their gordon said <clears throat> no i'm rabbit not buzzy or something like that just because he gave it himself his own We're like nickname. what do you why do you get to be that i want to be that Got the uh, the band playing think, on the is beach. This a, was this like a legit sixties band? I think they get credited in the credits. I think so. I, I should do I this in my beard. <laughs> the, uh, yes, you do, Jay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just stock footage of surfers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder, like, if they turn if they turn this camera around, like, what do we see? But surely they've set up on an actual beach. Johnny, yeah, Johnny Green and the Green Men. Is that I'm doing some looking? They have here, ska but... band. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they made uh, action figures out of these looks too. Oh man, uh, Gordon O'Hara, <laughs> Big Gora. 
<laughs> I love O'Hara's buzzy glasses. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're into the middle. Not in the middle. The first part of this episode, and it took not forever, but it took a while to get you know uh, Dick and uh, Bruce into the episode it's been yeah that's Barbara. actually kind of unusual sometimes it does pop up uh in earlier epi- like i think there's some season two episodes where batman and robin are like on a camping trip and you just do not see them for like two-thirds of the episode like the shondell episodes or something it's really strange that is that costume is pure west everybody pure <laughs> west <laughs> i didn't have to say i was i'm batman i was batman <laughs> <laughs> like how they're trying to look inconspicuous. I know. That's that's, <laughs> the, that's a trope that you see in many episodes. But this is one I remembered as a kid and you know, it was it was always pretty memorable. Um the thing that stuck out to me the most when from not seeing it in years was was the sea urchin part that we'll get to later in the episode. <laughs> 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 Gordon's idea of speaking in code is telling them exactly what is going on. <laughs> They'll never figure it out. Barbara had to go back, but she told me to watch the girl behind the counter. Wink, wink. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> are you are you guys aware of okay. the uh, bat labels uh, Twitter? Oh yes, accounts? yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he does good work. And oh yes, this is this one's a classic. this one's rife yeah. with it. So like this, what the Joker's doing here is like on in Batman sixty six, one of the tenets of the Joker in this show is that he's like a hypnotist in a you know earlier in his life, and he's an inventor. Most of his episodes, he has some scheme or invention that does weird stuff. Like in one episode, he stops time. In this one, he's like changing transferring surfing ability like that's not really a comic book thing as much um i think um but that's definitely something they played on a lot in the series and this is kind of like one of the more wacky matt wacky ones and of course this is the 60s like surfing is really blowing up so um they don't always take their time out of uh in batman 66 to kind of have like these pop culture commentaries, but this is definitely one of them. And so are the three Londinium episodes that they kind of take up in, in this season, which is pretty ridiculous. And I just saw a post on speaking of Twitter that they, somebody had zoomed in. I don't know what season it was in a Batman's belt. And to say, uh, look at Batman's belt. Those are sponges. And once you, <laughs> once you know that, you'll never look at Batman's belt the same way again. And I was like, what? And now the, every time Batman's on screen, I'm looking at his belt going, those are sponges. <laughs> All the uh, pouches are upside down, too. Like, the clasps are on the bottom. Yeah. Well, yeah. so things think, can actually slip out of it. I think yeah, it's I, intentional. I think, yeah. I think Adam West has said that they made it to where he would, you know, wear the clasps on the top. But he found it a lot easier to... Like slide the the batterings and whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just let it let gravity do all the work. Yeah. (laughs) Wipe out and Riptide. I love this. Like the most unbelievable thing, like is that you're gonna have sixty, sixty-one year old Cesar Romero (laughs) surfing (laughs) as the Joker versus versus Adam West's Batman. It's it's pretty amazing. I didn't dare call you on my hot dog again. <laughs> again, hey, because we don't want to show the Batmobile on the set because we can't afford to do it. <laughs> of course, it's labeled. Yes. Right, yeah. I mean, how, how would you find it otherwise? That's a pretty far out label, though. It won't hurt to needle the hooded has-beens a bit. I just love this. And the, the shot that happens, they crash through the window, they throw them in one shot, and I think it just cuts, and then they're just stuck perfectly. <laughs> See, watch this. Boom. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and this next lo- line is so good. Well, we're all out of Epsom salts. <laughs> (laughs) 
<laughs> we just run out of water and have some salt. <laughs> and now this, okay, so this doesn't happen in all these season three episodes, but this is almost a mid-episode death trap cliffhanger where you're like, yeah, you know, and that doesn't always happen in these because of because they usually get you know resolved in the same episode. Yeah. Well, what's that in the back? Is that board spray, light, medium, and heavy? heavy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking around at the set. I mean, you know, whether, you know, whatever people's thoughts of the show were and its camp and everything, I mean, the, the Blu-ray and digital, you know, transfers and everything. Are oh, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. You pick up so many details. Yeah. Yeah, you can... Like the fact that his cowl is actually purple <laughs> instead of blue. You know, I remember, like, looking at this when they're uh, getting coded. I remember thinking, I, you just probably ruined a costume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love Desmond Doomsday. <laughs> and yeah, they got super flattened. Catalyzing resin. <laughs> like, by the end of this episode, and you look back on it, you'll be like, they cover a lot of ground in 20 minutes of, like, mm-hmm. go location to location, getting turned into surfboards, exploding out of surfboards, transferring people's minds of a surfing competition. And there's a fight in the end, and Batgirl's in the episode, too, because Batgirl has to be in every episode. Like... There's a lot that they do. <laughs> like we said, finest half hour of television it's, ever it, broadcast. It is true. Yeah. And there's a movie, Batman the movie callback too later on. Like they do so many good things. Let's hit the beach. Let's hit the beach. <laughs> <laughs> And here, now this is like the thing. Like this is ba- this is Batman acting like Batman. Like he's one step ahead. Like this Batman has always been like the pretty much a detective first and foremost, and he knows what to expect and tries to stay always try to stay you know one step ahead of the of the villain that week. Mm-hmm. Even if it's and, the most ridiculous thing ever, right? Which makes it even better. But like we were saying in the beginning, it they were playing it straight, you know. No matter how cockamamie the the puzzle is, Batman can easily figure it out and explains why he figured it out, even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like you, you know you watch a movie like uh, you know like Airplane, and like if Leslie Nielsen had played it like knowing it was a joke, it wouldn't have been nearly as funny as him playing it like it was an actual movie. And that's how they play their parts here. They don't like wink at the audience saying, ha ha, we know this is goofy. Right. They're playing it like it's, you know, a hundred percent serious, which, which sells it and makes it funnier. Occasionally you do get a look at the camera thing, but it's usually pretty earnest. And the, the character, I think you see it the most often with, it might even be commissioner Gordon in terms of like, yeah. Oh, those do gooders. What will we do without them? And he'll wink at the camera sometimes. Surely you just... Oh, no. I take back what I said earlier. They did put the Batmobile out here. I think... So oh, they, yeah. they They do try to save time, though, in these episodes. They just... Like, you just heard, like, Desmond Doomsday, like, the voiceover guy be like, Oh, this is what's happening. We have to talk about things because we don't have time in the to show everything happening from point A to point B. Whereas in you know season one or two episodes, they would have full scenes of like driving from point A to point B or whatever, but they have to kind of just talk over it. Unless we forget that this show is all about branding. Joker's green surfboard has a picture of the Joker. The Joker. Well, he's got the Joker mobile in this episode too. The Joker mobile gets used a lot yeah. in season three. You got some it Catwoman does, yeah. episodes, yeah. It can't be like a Joker card or something. It's like the <laughs> billionaire prisoner award. Dick Grayson. <laughs> that seems specifically correct. <laughs> I just love how Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hare are just kind of idly sitting back in the back, like. Hmm? Yep, that sounds right. Knowing they look fabs. <laughs> I love that line. Let's put it in our yeah. baggies. I love it. It's like a 
Western shootout. And Joker looks almost as if, like, I wasn't planning on doing that, but I guess yeah. we have to. The sur- what do you think, up as in the Surf Duke? <laughs> and I love that they put on their surfsuits. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're not even drawing attention to it, which, which just makes it even funnier. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, if someone had pointed it out, you know, why are you wearing that? Over it would have completely ruined everything. But yeah. no, yeah. Just, just let yeah. it be. And nope, we got to go wear our baggies. And oh, you know what? I, I this this episode, <laughs> it is interesting. There are co- quite a few other Joker episodes where Batman, instead of like trying to stop what the Joker's plan is, he'll be like, "All right, I'm going to feed into the Joker's plan, but I'm going to do it my way." And this is another one of those examples where he's like, "Okay, we'll do your little surf competition, but we're going to have people judge it and stuff." So. Batman goes through with things to try and then tries to get the upper hand by manipulating some of the rules. Because he knows he will be hoisted by his own petard because he's Batman and is prepared. (laughs) (laughs) They're just running across the beach, carrying their surfboards. Yeah. It's like, run out there into the water as far as you can get and then we'll (laughs) cut to the the green screen. (laughs) Here's the best part of television. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the wave of the day. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant writing. I should have just had a wave come and wash the makeup off and show full on Cesar Romero without the makeup. That would have been <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> what a kick turn. You gotta just imagine like did they just tell him just <laughs> just do some stuff on here and <laughs> it's just these <laughs> have either of you surfed no. to um vouch for the validity of any of these terms? I or have do we just not. assume. No, no, I bet I bet these are like popular terms that the kids were using in the sixties. Charge the swash. <laughs> Charge. Yeah, look there, a they, shark. These had to have been these had means. to have been popular terms. Here it is, the shark. Exactly. Eat that. Shark. Eat that, Fonzie. And I love the way he sprays it. It's just like a, tss, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you know business. that was Adam West like improv special. Like he, they probably said you got to spray. You actually got to spray it. And he's like, no, no, no. If I spray it just one little second, it'll be more funny. Yes. <laughs> That's how Batman would do it. And it is. That's the best part. He just like little bitty spray. (laughs) Now they're completely sucked. That's just hilarious. And technically, Joker won. But also technically, Joker did not. Did you ever notice that when he laughs, he does like the cluck a chicken, you know, like wings when he's laughing half the time? No. What's funny is, uh, you know, a lot of what people would think of Joker characteristics were were actually from the Riddler on the show, the way Frank Gorshin played the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because Joker, I think at the time the the series was being broadcast he was barely in the comics if at all because uh i don't remember who was editing at the time but uh whoever um was the batman editor at dc comics didn't like the joker so he just didn't want any more stories with him so i think he only appeared in like a dozen stories over like 10 years yeah and uh and then so there really wasn't much to do with uh uh, much character to for Cesar Romero to base his performance off of, so he just you know had fun with it and everything. Well, yeah, and I think and he, then, I think he trusted the writers too. He probably went with the mm-hmm. TV show, like like I was saying earlier, some of the the tropes that they kind of build into the character in the show too. Yeah, but then you know you watch like Batman the animated series and the way like Mark Hamill plays the Joker. There's a lot more of Frank Gorshin in that than there is Cesar mm-hmm. Romero, mm-hmm. even the, mm-hmm. even though there's some Romero in that too. Mm-hmm. (laughs) 
and Batman and Robin are none the wiser that Barbara Gordon is actually they Batgirl never, in yeah, the entire show. They never they come close. That. <laughs> <laughs> he wiped out Wipeout. Oh, man, I love that double punch that Batman just did. Yeah. It's pretty boss. It's a full-on bar fight. You know, and one thing I've noticed, I believe, you know, in season three and in the whole series is that now that the show is in HD, you can see how many shots are of, you know, the stunt performers and the actual mm-hmm. actors. And it seems mm-hmm. like, for the most part, y- Yvonne Craig is doing most of her stunts. Like, yeah. like, she, like when you see the other, when you see Batman and Robin stunt doubles, but a lot of times it's actually, <laughs> it's actually her. Like, there's a King Tut episode, no, no, or an Egghead episode where she has to, like, dance, you know, on her feet, and it's, it's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I mean, she was a dancer. Exactly. So, I think um, they probably wrote that into that episode because yeah. well, she oh. even that move where they were jumping up on the bar. She almost got taken out by the guys she had to jump over, <laughs> and that's clearly her. Yeah. It's crazy that Batgirl was, or at least the Barbara Gordon Batgirl was created in the comics specifically mm-hmm. for the TV show. See, that's another. So. That's another one of those examples of like the TV show actually affecting. The pop, you know, the the history of Batman beyond just being the show. <laughs> Way to go, Skip or Chip or I already forgot your Skip name. Skip Parker, so <laughs> Big Aura, <laughs> Skip. There we go. That. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good line. It only succeeded in transferring the Joker behind bars again. <laughs> And I don't know what it is about. I love the office uh, for police headquarters. Mm, mm. It's like the the wood uh, paneling on the door, and I mean they use the set, you know, obviously quite a bit. But well, here we go, and here's the Londinium episodes I talked about earlier. Get ready for yeah. if you keep watching. Get ready for three episodes of of season three taking place in the. Uh, Batman 66 equivalent of Julian London. London, yes. <laughs> With ever-increasing insanity, because those episodes oh, yeah. are... They're great, but they're so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Fog. And Penelope Pea Soup. Ooh, boy. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't become fog-bound. Watch the next episode. Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> there we have it, everybody. The finest episode of television to ever be produced. I know I said really? half hour at the top, but no. I think we can all agree that was the best episode of a television series yeah. to ever hit the air. Yeah, it's yes. pretty great. I, this was a great pick. When you said uh, you know you wanted to do this, I, I, you could have said any episode, but in the back of my head, I was like, this would be a good one, Jay Pickett. And before <laughs> you could finish, before I could finish thinking it, you know. I saw the bottom of the text come through, and I'm like, yes. Many times, yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe not an episode with shame, but, Ooh, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything else would, would work. Talk, again, I, not, think, I think shame gets two episodes in season three. Like, the, the, Lund- the three Lund- between the three Londiniums and the two shames, I'm like, oh, I wish we could have got another Riddler or something in there yeah. instead. The, the Riddler episode Another cat from woman. season three is pretty great, though. Where it is and, really uh, good. He and Batman box. <laughs> yeah, it's, awesome. you, yeah, you only get one Riddler in season three, but it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like uh, like I uh, you know said, you know, kind of just about why I picked that. It's just, I mean, the show's silly. It knows exactly what it is. But, I mean, it's, it's an example of how, I mean, anything could be somebody's first exposure to Batman and Robin. And for a lot of people, that was it for the longest time. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I mean, it's just fun to watch. It's still fun to watch to this day. And uh, Burt Ward's incredibly earnest performance is just as charming now as I'm sure it was in the 60s. And, you know, Adam West's deadpan portrayal is just absolutely classic and iconic. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I thought, I mean, A, uh, you know, Rob, to your point, you know, doing a commentary episode is very little homework. So we didn't have to, <laughs> yeah. we didn't have to read like a big arc or even watch like a, you know, like two hour movie or anything. Yeah, I like these. 
but just a just a just a fun you know time just uh, enjoying um, something silly but that that's still decidedly and definitively Batman. You know, and this is, I mean, we've kind of said it in varying different ways, but, you know, Ryan's famous for saying, and it's true, you know, Batman's, you know, very malleable. Oh, yes. Put, put, put him in anything. So I, we all love the, you know, the dark and the serious stories. You know, I'm chomping at the bit to read three Jokers when it comes mm-hmm. out next week. But, you know, doing something like this where you can just kind of sit back and put a smile on your face and go, like, this is Batman too. You know, this is Batman and, and all of his, you know, pop culture extravaganza. You know, Ryan and I got to see a little piece of that in Bowling Green, see the the test costumes at, at the at the Batman conference and oh, everybody yeah. was talking about, you know, Batman 66 at different parts of the panels and it, you just can't help but it's just so funny for a long time people were like, "Oh, Batman 66, that's silly." And it's sad that it took you know a couple decades for people to come back around and go you know what this does belong on the you know mount rushmore of of batman things if you will so uh, what a great pick thanks glad uh glad you guys enjoyed it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i mean well, that, that, that I, was a fun time i uh i uh glad uh, glad you were on it ryan and i'm glad you were uh game for it rob yeah yes well, before we get out of here, I haven't, I haven't done these in a while, so let's let's plug some stuff really quick. I know, Jay, your plugging things have gotten a little less lately, but uh, what do you have going on if people want to get a hold of you out in the you know internet universe? Where can they find you? You know me, my friend Brian had our uh, show Comics Now. We uh, decided to uh, to end that just uh, for a variety of reasons, but uh, it was an amicable, pretty much mutual decision and everything. So uh, sadly, no more Comics Now podcast or uh, website. Uh, I'm working on maybe a couple of uh, different ideas about uh, what I want to do going forward with uh, online comics writing and things like that. Uh, like I was telling Rob earlier before another episode of something else that we recorded. I'm in the process of uh, buying a house right now, so that's mm. taken up a lot of time. You can find me just on Twitter and Instagram at J-A-Y-A-W-S. And uh, Rob and I are on uh, you know, Everyone Loves Young Justice, uh, the uh, sister show, companion show to Everyone Loves the Drake. And yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, always out and about uh, on various... Uh, you know, Facebook groups and everything, just uh, always willing to talk about comics. So, um, yeah, just uh, you guys can find me there. Uh, Ryan, you got anything uh, going on you like to plug, man? Yeah, so you can, uh, of course, my, my Super Mario Brothers, the movie archive stuff is, is going strong at the moment. So um, mm-hmm. you can follow that over on Twitter at SMB Movie. Um, we've lately had some really cool updates with. Uh, the work print stuff we found. If you thought the Snyder cut was big, well, you're, <laughs> you don't know because we found the, an early work print of super Mario brothers that has Ooh. 40 minutes of extra scenes in it. Oh dang. So really 40, mm-hmm, yeah, super so, Mario brothers, the movie, the red book cut, pretty much the fungus. cut. Yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah fungus so, cut. uh, so yeah, we've had it digitized and we're, we're restoring it. And so like, if you, you can go on our Twitter and, and the, the Super Mario Brothers Movie Archive YouTube channel. We've got some really cool uh, restoration commentaries and, and um, snippets of these deleted scenes with context. It's super cool. Um, so you can check that out. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at SMB underscore Ryan. And uh, over on Batman on Film, uh, if you follow, you can follow the, the whole Batman podcast network at Batpod Network. You know, um, by the time this show comes out, the we will have our fan, DC fandom recap stuff oh, uh, yeah. posted and all that. So um, I'm sure everybody by then will know what happened. But if you want to hear people talk about it, <laughs> check the, <I'm laughs> you can check that out too. Yeah, Saturday is going to be going to be a fun day, and I imagine you know we're all going to be breaking the internet in some type of form or fashion. My only fear is I hope the whole server doesn't crash with everybody <laughs> trying to trying to watch this thing so it's one of those like if you're able to get on stay on don't log off you know so that's that's going to be something like 
like the time this comes out, fandom, like Ryan said, is going to have come and gone. But coming up next, it, depending on how all this is cut together, I think, hopefully, knock on wood, we will be in the middle of Legacy, and I'm working on the formatting, formatting for that to hand it over to Ryan to go here lead us through <laughs> lead us through legacy so hopefully we'll be in the middle of legacy somewhere by the time uh, this comes out so this is where we're going to end this episode folks on the behalf of ryan and our special guest jay oz you've been listening to robin everyone loves a drake celebrating 80 years of robin the boy wonder we'll see you guys on the next episode take care Thanks for listening to Robin. Everyone loves the Drake podcast. This has been brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net. Tim Drake, Robin, and all Batman-related characters are under copyright of DC Comics. This podcast is solely for entertainment purposes, so no infringement is intended by this show. This show is not a good revenue stream. Actually, there's not a stream at all. All music and sound clips are under copyright by their respected copyright holders. So there should be no need to send the Penguins lawyers after us for ill-gotten gains because there are none. You can get a hold of the show a few different ways. We are on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. You can also email in at RobinELTDPodcast at Yahoo.com. Our Facebook page can be found at www.facebook.com slash everyone loves the Drake. And as always, you can message directly over at the BatmanUniverse.net. So email, tweet, or message us. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll read your comments or responses on the show. The show you're listening to can be found a few different ways through iTunes and Windows Media, also over at our host, TBU. Leave us a review on iTunes if you listen there. It'll help spread the word of the show. Make sure you head over to the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin. Thanks for listening to the show and hearing why everyone loves the Drake. We'll see you in a few weeks. Take care.